Welcome to the Starry-Eyed Effect. I'm Brendan. And I'm Jen. On this podcast, we'll be chatting about all things Williams Syndrome. Ups and downs, and what it's like living with Williams Syndrome. We're excited to share our community with you. Thanks for being here. But hey, also, it, you know, it's just, let's just hang. Yeah, you know, right. Let's, let's just have a good hang. Right, Jen? Jen yeah. looks all casual on a Monday morning. Yeah, I look casual. Mm-hmm. That's yep. that's politically correct speak. Yeah. You, look like, you look like poop. I look like poop today, but you know, it's fine. I, I worked out, got my workout in. It's really important. Yo. Um, yeah. Yo. So, did you work out today, Joel? Uh, no, no, but I, um, I had, I did, well, I took the dog for a walk, so I got a little, uh, you know, I got a little exercise in, I of course had, um, plenty of stuff to do this weekend. We had our, our walk, uh, for our awareness event, our walk for William syndrome in the twin cities on Saturday, Sunday was a lot of, um, yard work and stuff that I've been neglecting to do for the last few weeks. Today will be, uh, Today will be a recovery day. Recovery, yeah, that's okay. what I'm going with. I'm going with a, it's a recovery day. Well, yeah. when, you, when you're yeah. over 40, those are important. <laughs> Don't let them fool you. Um, Brendan, did you work out today? No, I did, though, yesterday. Um, carrying coolers filled with, like, a lot of different kinds of beers and all different kinds of food up and down stairs at my friend's house. Um, we, him and I co-host. I co-hosted with him uh, an event for Best Buddies to raise money. Um, And also it was his birthday as well. So we kind of celebrated his birthday, which is cool. Um, For the upcoming gala that's uh, on October 6th. So it was, uh, the theme was blues, brews, and barbecue. So we had barbecued meatball, barbecue chicken, 13 different kinds of beers, four non-alcoholic, um, you know, and they provided soda and water and everything. And there was remote music. My sister came and played a set for like half an hour. And then my former brother-in-law uh, live streamed from Pachog, New York, and played at a like a Nashville kind of bar and um you know played music in support of best buddies and it was really cool i got to see people i haven't seen in quite a while so oh that's awesome and you were did you say you were attending yes (laughs) so that that was interesting you know being the co-host being the bartender being the tech guy you know running around like a chicken with my head cut off but um Speaking of the walk, I'm actually going to the walk in Boston uh, this upcoming weekend. So I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, I feel like we're really busy right now. There's so many activities going on. Um, like New Jersey, just we have in Colorado, we had our walk at the end of May. Um, right. But a lot of places uh, across the country have their walks later in the year. So you guys just had yours, right? In yeah. This- yeah, we had ours on... Um- 
on Saturday. It was, I mean, we moved it from May to September because there's just a better chance of better weather. We got tired of having the cold, rainy uh, May weather, you know, because in May, May in Minnesota, like probably um, maybe Colorado, things like, like literally you can have a gorgeous 70 degree day. And then the next day it's, you know, snowy and um, weather change at the drop of a dime. Yeah. So we, so we had a, a stunning day yesterday. It was gorgeous. Um, our biggest turnout uh, since before the pandemic. So um, really, really happy with, I mean, I, I we had had about 300, a little over 300 people there, um, which was great. We had a, yeah, I mean, and, and it was great. And we had, we had wonderful uh, raffle items and a couple um, really great silent auction items. We had a couple really special guests, too. It was really great. Anya Smalley, uh, who's the vice president of the Board of Trustees, um, she happened to be in town. And then we also had a uh, special performance by Tommy Barbarella and Mariella Elm. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, performed live and did, did some songs from the musical, but then also just did like uh uh they did like you know like you got a friend by carol king you know and it was just like you know it's really great really great set that they put together and um yeah so we had a really it was it was good it was a good time it was uh a lot of you know the, the these volunteer events uh you know it's i know i'm on staff uh with the wsa but for these types of events i'm a volunteer and yeah um yeah and it's it, it's a it's a goodly amount of work it is a lot of um i was actually i just said that the denver walk was in may but it wasn't it was at the end of july because that's how my summer went um <laughs> I don't but yeah we do the same thing for the same reason which is like may is always chaotic weather you never know what you're going to get in colorado so we try to push it towards um more of like the late summer early fall so I'm always interested in walks, like how, I know how Colorado does it, but like, how do you guys do it? Do you have it like at a park? Do you have it? Um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we've been doing, going to the same park now um, uh, for about the last uh, five, six years, um, okay. obviously with the exception of the uh, pand- the the main pandemic year in uh, 20, was that 2020, we all did the virtual walks. You know, it's funny. Uh, we have these walks for walks for Williams syndrome around the country. And by and large, people with Williams syndrome don't really like to walk, walk long distances. So, um, so the, uh, yeah, I've been learning a little bit more about the history of how, you know, how these things, how walks for Williams syndrome sort of became the, uh, the main, the main thing. I mean, and, and to be fair, it's catchy. It's, you know, it's easy to remember. It's something that people can understand. Um, you know, you say, oh, hey, I'm raising money for a walk for Williams syndrome. They're like, oh, I get what that is. I, you know, it, so Very common, like, the nonprofit space, um, especially yep. like cause driven organizations like the Susan B. Komen walk or yeah. like the child with cancer walk. Yeah. So it is familiar. So what is the story? Uh, well, I mean, it. I, I mean, it's. I don't entirely know the the the. I'm still getting the full story, but it was. I mean, it was these. It just basically was. It, it used to be picnics and um, just social events, and then 
I think it was around the early 90s that, um, you know, someone had the idea of like, well, hey, I'm going to do uh, I want to do something and I'm, I'll raise money uh, like per mile or per, you know, per K that I walk or run. And um, and then so then it became a, a you know, a 5K. Some people ran 10Ks um, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, and you know, and when like when Ben was diagnosed, our very first Williamson uh walk for Williams syndrome here in the Twin Cities was a legit like we walked a 5k. Wow. Uh, and it was um it was not I mean it was fun, but it was also I was like what are we doing? It's like okay, uh you know, and I'm just watching like the people with Williams syndrome didn't participate. Yep. They just, they're like, well, no, I'll, we're, uh, that's too far for me to walk. So I'm like the adults that w- with Williams syndrome and the older uh, kids, they're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not walking that far. Um, the, the, the distance of the walk, uh, at least for us has become less and less. Uh, now our walk roughly takes about 10 minutes. It's just a lovely little walk down by the, by the park that we're at is on a lake. And so we just walk down, we walk by the lake we come back up. Um, there's, you know, but, but there is an like there's people fishing and people doing other things uh, uh, at the lake. So we we do get some people that aren't, you know, part of our community that are that are going, well, hey, you know, what you guys what you guys walking for, what you're raising awareness. So we get a little bit of outside awareness. Most of the awareness um, from our event comes after the fact through social media uh, comes from, you know, comes before the fact with, you know, the fundraising and, and um, yeah. So, so yeah, so it's uh, the, yeah, the walk is the walk for Williams syndrome. I mean, if we, if we could come up with something as equally clever and equally clear, like you said, Jen, it's, it's, you know, saying you're having a walk for something is you don't need to explain what the event yep. is you just say oh it's a, it's a walk and they're like oh yeah i get that because in the yeah in the fundraising world you know what a walk is if we could right. come up with something similar to you know or you know something like that that wasn't a walk then you know that i think that that would that we'd probably go in that direction just because everyone's like i i don't want i don't want to walk. Yeah. Wine, wine for williams because people like there's a lot of people who drink wine what just just drink wine for Williams syndrome. Wine for Williams syndrome. And then the right. whole thing uh, ends up being like that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark when Karen Allen is having the drinking contest with the, the guys in the bar. And we're all just, they're just drinking wine and challenging each other. <laughs> yeah. And it could be W-H-I-N-E, right? So you could yeah. be whiny or drinking. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, hey, my kids are both whiny. I have two kids. Yeah. They are, yeah, they're whiny and that's why I need the wine. Um, although I don't, I don't really drink wine. Um, I'm not a wine drinker either. Um, whiskey, whiskey for Williamson. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh. Oh, we, we yeah. yeah, and then we get all like we all get like really sappy, sentimental. Yeah. It was like, man, this is the best. Um, hey, Brendan, do you drink? Do you drink wine or whiskey? Yeah, um, I like a good Pinot Noir or Cabernet Sauvignon every oh. once in a while. Um, I I like you know. Whiskey. I'm Irish, so I like you know the Irish whiskeys. You know, 
bourbon, you know, scotch, whatever, you know, but toned back a lot on that and just kind of stuck back to beer, you know, so I don't feel so not great the morning after, you know. Well, that is the only caveat to the wine or whiskey for Williams is that there might be a big hangover and that is hard. That's, we were talking about can't do it anymore. Um, But I think like participation, like you were saying, Joel, like for people with Williams syndrome, like I'm doing a golf tournament here, the first golf tournament in um, Colorado for Williams syndrome. And so like what I'm seeing so far is, and actually that's, that tournament's happening on Thursday. So by the time this comes out, it'll be two days away. Um, But what I'm seeing is that, you know, like not a lot of our people, our peeps with Williams syndrome really like our golfers either. Um, And so it's like, how do you, how, how do we include the people that we are supporting? I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. I don't have an answer for that this year, but um, I am always looking for ways to be inclusive. I want um, people to meet as many Williams people as they can and I know if it was Stella's druthers, we would just have like drums for Williams syndrome. She would just like, you go to a place and you just play drums all day. Mm-hmm. Musical instruments, she would like be jazzed. She'd be so jazzed. Yeah. The golf event that I went to in Rhode Island earlier this year um, must have been June, maybe. It's really interesting to me. Um, the golf events are a great way to raise awareness to people who have never heard of Williams syndrome before, because all it is is you get one person to go, yeah, you know, I'll get a foursome from my, you know, from my office or something. And then they just get three other. So one person of the four has heard of Williams syndrome and, and they just get three other, um, you know, people from their office or whatever. And then they get out there and like, Hey, what are we, what are we golfing for? What are we raising money for? And then, yeah. And then if you can have people with Williams syndrome participating at some, in some way, then, then you get that, that connection of, Oh, oh wow. This is William syndrome is fascinating. There are some teenagers uh, with William syndrome that were, that were there. So they didn't golf, but they drove around in golf carts. Yeah. S- saying hi to everybody watching them hit, you know, play at a hole and cheering them on and, and, you know, thanking them for coming out. And then if, after the event, you know, there was some, there was a raffle and you could get, you know, get a little bit of food or whatever. And and they were there to walk around and, and meet people. And that was very impactful for, for, for several people that were there. I had several people who had never heard of William syndrome come up to uh, me and Anne-Marie Sanders, who's um, our uh, director of institutional giving. Um, she is, uh, but, but we had people come up to us who had never heard of William syndrome going, uh, this is, I, I've never heard of it. What a fascinating, the, the people that I've met are great. The families that I've met are just tremendous and and i can't wait to learn more about it and then you're like would you would you like to write a nice big check that would be great and but no i mean and and they they, and and meeting people with williams syndrome and and getting to know them then yeah that does also help uh people want to give people want to to donate then so uh yeah so i think one of those events because i play golf yeah for special olympics 
So that's really cool. And, you know, putting contests would be cool. And, you yeah. know, maybe if in the foursome, one of the partners could have Wollin syndrome, you know, the cart partners and stuff. That'd be really yeah. cool. I know. I'm, I'm year one. So I'm like, there's so many things that I'm going to learn for year two that I can implement to make it much better. Um, I... I think the part that we were, you just mentioned, Joel, that I think is important to talk about is the, the giving aspect, right? Like all of these things that we're doing are designed to generate funds for the Williams Syndrome Association. And that's really like so important because our, our little association does not get any like federal funding. Right. And there's a lot of mm -hmm. uh, larger rare diseases. I know we don't like that term, but that's, what were, you know, filed under federally is, is a rare disease. A lot of them do get federal funding. A lot of them are eligible for larger pockets of money. We have to be like grassroots in our community. And so finding these opportunities for other people, not just Williams syndrome families, because we all do um, do so much for the community, but finding ways to engage the peripheral community to be aware of what we're doing to donate their money, their time, um, their awareness. I think that that's what I'm finding is a really cool thing about the golf tournament that I'm creating. Yeah. And everybody who's golfing pretty much knows Stella. So I'm like, that's it. That's who you know, Stella. Um, but I think like, it's like you start there and then it grows, right? I cannot tell you how many people I have, um, who've met Stella who like text me later and say like, I think I met somebody else with Williams syndrome, but can you tell me for sure? And our community is so tight. And I'm like, yeah, it, you know, tell me their name and I'll tell you if, it, if they did. And that's great because it's like, had they not known us, had they not known Stella, they wouldn't be seeking those connections otherwise. So um, I'm enjoying ask me after Thursday, how it goes, but so far it's been really fun. Um, and it's been quite a challenge for me to, to, to do this. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. It's going to be easy. Not easy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, piece this together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brendan, is it closer for you to go to New York or go to Boston? Which walk, I, is there a walk in New York? Um, yeah, I think there was a walk in Philly. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if New York had their walk this year. I don't think New York. I, yeah. I don't think New York did a did a walk um new york may have had a different event though yeah a, a different awareness event the philly walk is the biggest walk in the country um, right and that thing is enormous it doesn't really have a walk for williams so I, the closest thing would be boston for me yeah okay and it's and that one, yeah that one's this weekend yeah I, I will i mean i will say uh for people listening these walks happen anywhere uh yeah they happen wherever people are willing to have a walk uh right. you know there it's not like we it's not like the wsa says you know it's not like the wsa says oh you you have a walk and you can you have a walk and you get a walk and you do no it's literally if someone is interested in raising awareness for williams syndrome um yeah. you know you can have you can have a walk, you can have an awareness event, you can, you know, you can throw anytime anybody wants to get involved. We, you know, we, we certainly try not to say no, right. You know, we try to, we try to, uh, uh, I mean, I know, uh, you know, Denise, um, our, our, um, 
special projects um, person as well as Anne Marie. And I, everyone, everyone's always tries to have an open mind and an open heart about, oh, you want to do, you want to do something and raise awareness. And like we had, well, when um, um, Spencer Hughes passed away uh, this past, this past, um, well, winter, I mean, it was kind of very early on in the year, Um, a bunch, his, his mom and a bunch of Spencer's friends decided to do, to throw an auto show fundraiser. Uh, And it was one of the cool, I mean, it was unbelievably freezing because it was really early. It was, I think it was a March day um, and it was so cold, but it was such a cool event. And that was another uh, place where it was a lot of people who had never heard of Williams syndrome that were like, oh, auto, you know, there's a whole auto show community where people are, are, you know, car and truck show that they're just like, well, I just I hear there's a car and truck show. I register and I come show my 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 cool truck. Um, and it, you know it's I, and I'm raising money for something. I don't even know. Well, so they were able to learn about Spencer and his life, and and a few other uh, adults with Williams syndrome from the area came out to the to the car and truck show. And you know, and that's and it's just like well, that was per- that was something Spencer loved, and so it made perfect sense to hold an awareness event. And it was all volunteer, uh, and it was just you know it's because people were moved and and wanted to participate. Um, yeah, so it you know uh, uh, these events can can happen anywhere, and uh, also can well this is cool, and I know I'm talking a lot, and I'm sorry I shouldn't uh, I should actually let our hosts talk. They're um, good, but we you know we were also talking about we uh, about the fact that these awareness events can happen anywhere and they also can be any size. Uh, like my mother-in-law was unable to attend the walk this year because uh, it fell on a date that she had already planned to go on a trip with some friends to Morocco, um, which despite the earthquake, the trip still is happening and they're having a great time. But she, uh, she went and had her, uh, her her walk for Williams shirt for this year um and her uh her button for our little team uh we for, uh, we call uh, yeah for Bennett's team we call our team team Benbo is uh that was his nickname when he was a baby um so she she was in Morocco and she took pictures of her her with her Williams syndrome shirt raising awareness in Morocco uh and um you know and I know there was another family that had uh, a relative in Europe that was gonna um, walk around with their shirt on, uh, with their Williams syndrome shirt. Um, well, but I think that that's a good point. That like fundraising or awareness doesn't always have to be like on a grandiose scale. It doesn't have to be a walk. It doesn't have to be a golf tournament. It can be, you know, you just buying a T-shirt and walking around in Morocco, right? Spreading awareness about Williams syndrome. It could be doing something like more small and intimate in your local community. I know Stella just saying, we have like a, I don't know what it is. There's a, it's a new baseball team. I don't know what the different divisions are or whatever, but anyway, it's like local. So it's not like minor league. It might be like minor, minor league. Um, (laughs) But they, I was actually talking to them about the golf tournament and they said, hey, you know, would you want to, which want to come out and sing because Stella loves to sing the Star Spangled Banner. So she went out and sang at their last game. And, you know, we said that she had Williams syndrome and 
you know, like that, it wasn't a fundraising activity, um, although they were kind and gracious and donated something for our golf tournament. Um, but it was more of just like, here's a little opportunity for us to hit a community with awareness. So um, we are really proud about Stella's Williams syndrome diagnosis. We think, um, I can't imagine our life being any different but we are like everybody should know right and I know that's always hard because some some families don't feel that same way um, or maybe their journeys are more complicated but for us it's a point of pride and we really like to highlight it you know anywhere that we can so it doesn't even have to be like a monetary thing just the visibility um, is helpful so that like when we are doing golf tournaments and we are going out to companies and we're raising money somebody's like oh Yes, we know about Stella, who lives in the community that we are a part of. And so we're happy to donate to Williamstrom because, you know, that's the other thing. Like these companies get bombarded with asks for all kinds of things. So making sure that like we're visible enough that they know um, what our funds are going toward and who the people are in the community that that impacts is really important. Um, It it helps. It helps. So that's just the thing, I guess, if people are listening and they're like, what is the point of this conversation? I don't know. Is that the point? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe I just made that up. Well, you you bring up a good point. You bring up a great point and you you brought it up earlier too um, about, you know, being a rare genetic condition. Um, it's hard to break through the din uh, of everybody else that is trying is also who's also just trying to do some good work and trying to fund some research and 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 trying to make people who have that particular condition just trying to help people's lives be better. Um, and you know we don't like to we don't like to think of it as a competition, but unfortunately, the reality of it is when you're looking for revenue, when you're looking to help fund programs and fund research, it it, it becomes all about you almost have to you're like you're selling this particular condition. Um, yep. And um, so I, I'd be curious, I'd be curious to hear from both of you, but Brendan, like, so first of all, Brendan, have you, um, you've talked about it a little bit, but you've always been pretty, once you got the diagnosis, yeah, were you like, sort of, you were pretty open with it and like, this is what I have. And, and you like, were you talking about, or was it more like, I don't want to deal with it. It took me a while to accept things. Okay. You know, and I looked at it as like a blessing and a curse for quite a while. And then I just came to fully accept it and just let it be and be comfortable with it. And once I got comfortable with it, you know, I was like, okay, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Then I was like, okay, now I feel comfortable enough talking about it to people. You know, and, you know, usually people don't know I have it unless I tell them. Yeah. So in that aspect, yeah, I mean, it's it's always important, really important to me to, like, spread awareness and, you know, spreading the importance of what Williams syndrome is and, you know, also spreading the importance of, like, other disabilities that, you know, are coexist within the Williams syndrome category, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, um, so when you, you, you know, we, we've talked several times about you didn't, you didn't get your diagnosis until, you know, you were 15. 
So can I, can I ask like how, around what age were you when you sort of felt like, you know what, this is who I am. This is what I, you know, this is a, my journey and I'm going to share it. Like how, around how old? I know like 14 ish. Oh, okay. Maybe even 16 yeah. is when I was like, now I've really got something to live for. You know, now I've got to really just push through the mold and, you know, mm-hmm. do what's best for me and, you know, live Williams syndrome the way that I want to live it. You know, the WSA, we, and also specifically Jen, uh, started a new family support network virtual support group for um, caregivers of teens and tweens. And we did hear a story of, um, of a young person who really didn't, did not want anything to do, like fully understood their diagnosis of Williams syndrome, fully knew that this is what uh, their, you know, their diagnosis and their challenges are, but wanted nothing to do with being part of the, uh, of a Williams syndrome community of being part of, uh, you know, so just, just not wanting, just really not in denial. Cause it wasn't in denial. It was just like, but I, you know, I am not my Williams syndrome is, is sort of the, the takeaway that I got. What did you, did you, is yeah. that, yeah, it's interesting that we're talking about this because I love Brennan's feedback and I'd actually love the community if if you're listening and you have any like experience or feelings about this that you want to share with us. I don't know how you they share it with us. I would love for them to share it with us. Hey, we have a Facebook group, the Starry Eyed yeah. Effect group on Facebook. You can always join yep. that. Always oh, join the chat room and you can, hang. You can, you can comment on uh, on the YouTube uh, our YouTube channel, you know, podcast channel. Um, you know, you can, you can leave a message or, or write, you know, leave a review and leave a comment on, uh, Apple podcasts or wherever you get your, shoot podcast. us an email, just an email yeah. podcast at Williams hyphen syndrome.org. It's see, it's like, I know this, it's like, I'm part of the uh, production team. So yep. that was the question that we were this first tween teen group that we had, we had a parent that was like my person does not identify with the Williams syndrome community. They do not want to be around people with Williams syndrome. They don't want to be around other people with disabilities. Like uh, yeah, they just totally, want to yeah. be totally like the opposite. And, and I was like, Oh man, this is so weird for me in the sense that like, I don't, I mean, Estelle is young enough that I'm just like, this is what you're doing. But I would be interested to hear from maybe like I was saying you, Brendan, or other people in the community, like, has anybody felt that way? Do you do you not feel like you fit into the community? Do you not want to fit into the community? And, you know, if so, like, you know, share with us your reasons why. Um, yeah. Or if you already went through that journey and you went through those feelings, like how how did you start to embrace it? So maybe that's the question for you, Brendan, is like, how did you start embracing this part of your life? Like really embracing it? I think music, music, music has really helped me embrace it. And also being a part of the board really given me a purpose, you know, given me a trajectory of like, okay, now I really need to like present myself in a certain way, in a, in a professional way, um, and also be a good role model for 
you know, people with Williams syndrome and also just the Williams syndrome community as a whole. So. so you kind of you kind of leaned into it like there are other people who are coming after me and I want to like pave a good future for them. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what you mean, but yeah. it, it sounds like it. I want it to be right. And I want to pr- project myself in the best way possible that I don't look bad and others don't look bad after, you know, my time is up, whenever that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also provides a nice transition to you know you you you've ser- you serve on the board of trustees for the WSA um yeah. I, when is your your term you still have a little bit of time here yet don't you i just talked to mary and my term ends in january and i'm renewing for two more years awesome that's great that's great um, did, so it's officially official yeah so but there are uh, there are a number of board positions that will be open. Yes. Uh, and so that's another way that people can get involved uh, is to be on the board of trustees. Um, yeah. That is it, it's I mean, it's it's a decent time commitment it's not you know it's not but but on the board what's important to note is on the board you know uh per our bylaws we have to have um a certain Certain number of people on the board with williams syndrome and now right now there are three there's me there's clancy and then there's diana and um and i think uh well and there's there's no there's nothing to say that that's like the maximum so we you know there, there always can be more um, it's just a matter of who is interested. Uh, I think, um, I think one of the, I think Clancy is, I think Clancy's term is she, and, I think she's, I think her term is ending. We have several other term terms that are, that are ending, um, uh, at the beginning of the year. And so there is, um, I'm trying to find here. Oh, uh, for more information about job description, find out about board member nominations. Please just reach out. Please contact us. You can reach out at um, info at Williams-syndrome.org uh, for information about being on the board. I believe we're. I believe there is going to be some sort of educational Zoom, like uh, yeah. learn more about what it means to be on the board. Yep, and those are on ten two and ten twelve. I was just pulling them up, Joel, while you guys were chatting. Okay. Um, and you can listen in, and you can learn more about what it's like to be on a, the board from existing board members. You can learn about what the um, how many seats are going to be available. It said that, I think they said typically there's about four seats every year that are available and they get upwards of 20 applicants. I can tell you, you can try to make a poster and try to run. <laughs> I will tell you from experience. You don't Brandon, did, you ever see, did you ever see our poster? Oh, Jen, poster. So Jen and I uh, both applied to be on the board. Um, we, we collaborated, we talked a lot to each other about, okay, what, what, what should we, you know, we, we were sort of each other's, uh, um, sounding board. Yeah. Just sounding board. Yeah. Just to talk about things. (laughs) And so we, we, we created a, a a campaign poster. Uh, I mean, one of us got asked to work for the WSA and one of us, um, is the host of, uh, the uh, an award watching podcast, award winning, yes, 
Um, so it is though such a great opportunity and really, you know, it depends, like there's, there's so many, I think a lot of people are like, gosh, I don't have any relevant experience, right? Like I'm, I'm not a business person or I'm not a doctor or I'm not this, like it really takes a team of varied people with varied life experiences to create the and shape the direction of the WSA. And we want to hit all of those cylinders, right, of, of kind of pillars of importance. And um, so I would just say, like, anybody, if you are thinking, like, I want to serve the WSA, I don't know if I have any relevant experience, like, just listen in on the board um, calls on the, on the information sessions. I would encourage you to take a leap of faith. I mean, you know, like I applied last year and I didn't get on, um, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like, I don't have great experience. It just means that, you know, like there is a place and a time for everything. So if you keep applying um, at some point, it's going to be your time and that experience is going to be needed and called upon. So I think just letting the organization know that you're interested and you're willing to, to be of service um, is a great first start because it may be a board fit. It may be a you get to be called to do a podcast. You might get called to coordinate a golf tournament. You might be asked to do a local, you know, medical um, project or research. research Right, right, exactly. So I think that there's all different kinds of opportunities um, as long as people know that you're available and interested. And I just, I just want to say, I got to give credit to Terry Moncava because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be on the board because I wasn't going to apply in the first place. And she called me on the phone and was like, you really got to do this. I think you would be great for it. And so I did it and I'm here now. So I just, you know, thank you, Terry. You know, so much. Can you, can you also talk a little bit about like what it is like being a person with Williams syndrome on this board? Yeah, it's, it can be very eye-opening at times to see like what goes on behind the scenes and to be privy to, you know, a lot of different things. And it it's a lot of work, you know, but it's worth it. And it's, you know, for a greater cause, bigger than I am, bigger than anybody on the board is, you know, it's. It's really important. And, you know, is it easy? Sometimes, no. Sometimes there are disagreements that come about and they happen and then we work through them. And, you know, it's not always a walk in the park, but it's fun. It's fun. Like when we go to the in-person board meetings, those are a blast. Like we get to travel. Like, for instance, the board is going to Austin in November, which I'm super excited about. And, um, you know, we uh we get along very well. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. It's life, it happens. And and as a person with you know, so you, Gianna and Clancy, uh I I got to attend a strategic planning meeting last year. Um yeah. and, and that was you know, everyone on the board has a direct connection to Williams syndrome. You know, most most people on there are caregivers, but it's you know. You can't, it's, it was always, it, it, what struck me is it was so important 
to not just have the caregiver perspective. You need the person with Williams syndrome's perspective on the vision and on how we're going to move forward on some things and, and where our priorities are. Uh, And, and they, the rest of the board leaned heavily uh, at times on the three. Ah. Yeah, it was intense at times. It was really worth it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's I, I you know, I, I, I think I always worry that when you, you know, when a person with a disability is put on a board or put in um, in some sort of uh, leadership position of some kind or whatever that I always, you know, worry that it's just going to be, a, you know, a, a token or a figurehead or, you know, just something in there just like, oh, see, look, look what we've done, but then never actually um Right. If you are on the board, you are on the board to work. And it, it doesn't matter if you have Williams syndrome, if you're a caregiver, uh, what what the deal is. Um, I, I think and I think that's that's important to to note um, because, you you know, I, I I happen to know how hard and some of the some of the decisions that Brendan um, and the board have uh, some of the hard choices and hard uh, conversations that they've had to have. I mean, especially with like bringing in a new executive director. Yeah, that, um, you know, being a part of the, you know, center of excellence, being a part of, you know, making that happen, a lot of thought and preparation went into that but especially like whole process with the new board of you know executive director you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because uh, yeah we were trying the organization was trans transitioning from a person who literally helped sort of build this thing from scratch to um now uh how do we how do we move forward and, and um right continue to to grow and continue to move in well so again i mentioned that those um, listening sessions are on 10, 2, and 10, 12. I believe you can go on to the WSA site, the William Syndrome, um, org, and you can register to participate if you're interested. So if you have William Syndrome, we, we always love to hear interest from directly the, the people we're serving. But if you, um, again, you don't even have to, be a parent uh, or a caregiver of somebody of Williams syndrome. You just have to have a passion for serving this community. If that's something that you are interested in learning more about, um, then please register um, for our upcoming openings. I don't know how many we have some somewhere around four. Yep. Prime that is Aaron Lombard. Mm-hmm. He has a sister who has Williams syndrome and now he's on the board. So shout out to yeah, Aaron. Right, we had him on the podcast. We heard yeah, with Aaron his- and Coco. Yep, um, and he, you know, like just found out about this community, and we were like, "That's great," because you're the kind of people that we want to find, right? Like those people who didn't even know about us. Like that's experience he didn't even know that he had, and look at how well he's been able to serve serve us. Um, it's just been like transformational. So shout out to Aaron and Coco. Yeah, yeah. In, information about well, frankly, information about all of the events that we have been talking about, and all of the support groups and everything that we've been talking about, uh, as available on the web- website williams-syndrome.org/events. Click on the events tab, and then the uh, you'll be able to see all of the all of the stuff coming up. Well, walks in Yakaipa, California, the Chicago Carnival. Yeah, you know it, what? It golf tournaments, picnics. 
the convention, which is a whole other topic, but I was just going to mention that like we were talking about, if you are interested in holding an event for Williams syndrome in your area and you need support, um, you can also contact us and we can put you in connection with the appropriate people. Um, so big or small events are important to gain awareness and for us to further our fundraising capabilities. So, um, Hopefully something in this spurred you to, to feel like you can do that locally. Yeah, I sure hope so. And then convention. Now we can talk about convention. Oh, uh, well, yes. convention. We'll, we'll be talking about convention. Um, <laughs> uh, once, once I get past uh, uh, the end of September here, once I get into October, uh, I think uh, convention will be first and foremost on mine and several others. Uh, um minds as we are getting ready to to to, to go to phoenix and hopefully ha- i mean yeah the, the stuff we have stuff we have planned the stuff that we are endeavoring to uh to do while we were there while we are there um it's really exciting i'm really exciting to uh, excited to share with everybody when when that when i can share uh what we're doing but yeah yeah it's good to- talking, yeah Mary was like, oh, what does Joel have planned? I was like, it's Kim. <laughs> well, Mary, yeah, Mary was there. I mean, we, and, and, uh, yeah. I mean, here's what I will say, uh, is somehow, some way, there will be a live podcast recording where people can come and be in the audience and participate. And, uh, I don't know where, and we're hopefully we'll have some, you know, cool special guests to, uh, to interview and stuff uh and people can ask questions and etc but we will um th- there will be some sort of starry-eyed effect uh presence um and uh i'm very excited about that um so that'll be that'll be silly fun um can you be our bar for podcast or special podcast screening brendan you want it <laughs> i want it <laughs> Well, so that maybe that's what we do is we do a uh, a regular recording um, at like six, seven at night, and then we come back and we do uh, a late night, a late night yeah. uh, over eighteen show. Yes, uh, where the cocktails are flowing. The like yep. I went to a thing and it was like they had a special drink for the event. We could create like a starry eyed drink. I don't know what would be in it. I don't think I'll... I haven't thought about that already. Starry eyed martini. Ooh. Yeah, because uh, 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 yeah, there, there's um, I uh, all I'll say is there's edible glitter. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, something a little sparkly, maybe. Um, something maybe like sparkly. around a French seventy five sort of scenario where there's champagne and gin and et cetera, things all involved. And, um, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah we'll come up with the starry eyed cocktail. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, so I think that, um, that should pretty much do it for this episode. We fill it up. We were like, let's just get together and talk and see what happens. This is what happened. I, <laughs> I, I just also want to give a big shout out to Stephanie. Um, yeah, you know, because she was also part of the podcast, and now that she's moved on to do other things, you know, just want to give a big shout out to her. We love you. You're always welcome here, and uh, you know, good luck with everything. 
So, uh, so I think that'll do it for us for this week, this week, maybe two weeks, maybe we'll, uh, well, no, cause Jen's going to be super busy, uh, with the golf event. So we'll probably yeah. we'll see in a couple weeks. I think we'll, uh, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled, um, shenanigans. Yes. Uh, we, we yeah. keep saying like, man, after this, it'll get slower after this, things will slow down. Oh. After I've tried, more- I've tried <laughs> to stop saying that. Yeah. I've tried to stop saying that cause it's never going to stop. It's, it's yeah. that, uh, I'm gonna go with it. Sometimes flexibility is good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, take care, everyone. Be good to yourselves and be good to others. You've been listening to the Starry-eyed Effect, presented by the Williams Syndrome Association. The show is hosted by Jennifer Keaton and Brendan Lemieux, and produced by me, Joel Listman. Theme song by Tommy Barbarella and Mariella Elm. Got a question for the show? Email us at podcast at williams-syndrome.org. Video version of the podcast available on the Williams Syndrome channel on YouTube. Review us on Apple Podcasts, and maybe it will get featured on a future episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to The Starry-Eyed Effect wherever you get your podcast delights.